and welcome to another Christian Faith Radio Hour shortcast. This is David Canfield, and I'm recording this on Saturday, May 23, 2023. And I'm recording this today because when you serve the Lord, uh, you don't get weekends off or any days off, so far as I know. Uh, maybe a rest day now and then. No retirement either. And so I needed to record this today to get this program out. And I actually, that made me consider something as I was preparing for this podcast. You know, when I was a new believer, I was really touched by Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18, which says, The path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. In other words, the path of the just or the path of the righteous, as some versions say, may not start out that bright, but it grows brighter and brighter as time goes on. And it's really so. The more you seek the Lord and continue to serve him, the brighter your path is going to be. And there's a real contrast with the worldly people because their path does not grow brighter. I mean, they may achieve some success in the world, you know, good for them if they do that. But as they get older, you eventually reach a certain point in the world where the world's done with you, more or less, regardless of what you've achieved. That, that path does not continuously grow brighter. But if you serve the Lord, if you follow the Lord, if you're seeking the Lord, then even though your life, it doesn't mean your life becomes easier, but you'll just have a sense more and more how meaningful my life is, how full of meaning my life is, and, and what a blessing it is to serve the Lord and to follow him day by day so that we can be prepared to see the Lord when he returns. The other day, I came across this article called Tiredness of Life, the Growing Phenomenon in Western Society. And it's basically, it's about how people, as they get older, they're just tired of living. They may not have any problems. They may not be suffering. It starts out talking about this woman, Molly, who's 88 years old and in good health, but she's outlived two husbands and uh, all her siblings and her only child. And she says, there's nothing left for me here. I'm more than ready to leave when it's my time. In fact, it can't come quickly enough. You can't say that there's no pleasures or joys in a human life. For sure there are. Of course, there's a lot of suffering too. But there's pleasures, there's joys, there's amusements and things. But eventually, at least for some people who take that path, they just have no interest. It just loses its meaning. But if you serve the Lord, that's not your future. If you continue to serve the Lord and to seek the Lord, your life will only become more and more meaningful and more precious as you grow older. And so I just thank the Lord that he has allowed me to serve him and to continue in this way. Praise the Lord for that. It's really so. I've been saved. Actually, I, I should say uh, I was saved on March 20th, 1983. So very recently, it was 40 years ago that I was saved. And I just thank the Lord he's enabled me to continue to seek him and to serve him and to follow him. And it's really so what that verse told me so many years ago. The path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. But the topic for today is the believer's crowns, and specifically the nature of the believer's crowns. And this is a continuation of the previous shortcast that I did. If you haven't listened to that yet, I'd encourage you to maybe do that first, and I'll have a link to that in the program notes below. Because in that episode, I just went through the basic crowns that we see for the believers in the New Testament. And the point was, in considering that, to show that in every case, when it talks about the believer's crowns, we have to win the crown as a reward. 
There's no example in the New Testament of a crown being given simply as a matter of free grace. That doesn't happen. Every single time the believer's crowns are mentioned, it's something we have to win. It's a reward. Or in one case, uh, with the, the believers in Philadelphia, it says, be careful that no one takes your crown away. In that case, it's something you could lose. They had already won the crown, but their danger was that they could lose their crown, so they had to be exercised to keep it. But the point is that we have to earn the crowns and win them as a reward. Very, very important principle because, as I said in the previous program, there's so much emphasis today on the teaching of free grace, which is true. We, I, I fully believe that, that we're saved as a matter of God's free grace, and it's by believing in Jesus Christ that our eternal destiny is secured. But that does not secure our destiny for the 1,000-year reign of Christ on the earth, the millennium. That's a very different story, and it also does not secure a crown for us. Again, it's a very different story. It's not a matter of free grace. It's a matter of reward. When Paul is talking in 2 Timothy chapter 4 about the crown of winning the crown of righteousness, he says that crown is going to be given to him by the righteous judge. It's not the merciful forgiver. It's the righteous judge. In other words, God is going to righteously judge, Paul, you have earned this crown by the life that you've lived. You've earned the crown. I righteously give you this crown as your reward. Praise the Lord for that. We should all aspire to win these crowns, not just Paul. Maybe some believers would feel, I don't want to pursue a crown. I just love the Lord, and and that's good enough for me. Well, if we really love the Lord, we will notice in the New Testament that he has given us these crowns as a reward to encourage us to pursue these crowns. And so we should, out of our love for the Lord, pursue these crowns because that is what he has ordained for us. And I can tell you, I certainly tell the Lord, Lord, I want to win the crown. I don't want to be one on that day who doesn't have a crown, who hasn't earned a crown from you. I want to be faithful to you in this life. I want to seek you and run after you and pursue you and struggle to enter into the kingdom, to follow you, so you can reward me just like you rewarded the Apostle Paul with that crown of righteousness. How glorious that would be to win that crown, like Paul did and like so many other saints have who've been so faithful through the ages to follow the Lord. And on the other hand, how shameful it would be if, if we don't win that crown, how sorry we'll be on that day if the Lord has no crown for us because we just never earned it as a reward. And yes, it all depends on the Lord's grace. That's absolutely true. And the more, as I said in the previous episode, the more I go on in this way, the more I realize everything is a matter of God's grace and God's mercy. But don't let God's grace to you be in vain. That's what the Apostle Paul said. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, he says, By the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain, But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. So we may receive God's grace in vain. Don't let that happen. We want to be those who pursue the Lord and really seek him and run after him to win the crown when the Lord returns. And we should tell the Lord, as I say, Lord, I want to win the crown. Grant me to be one who wins the crown in that day, who's not put to shame before you. I want to have that glorious end of winning the crown, just like the Apostle Paul did. Praise the Lord for that. Now, as I've said, we need to consider also the nature of these crowns because we, there's three different types of crowns that are specifically spoken of in the New Testament. And I just sent out a note about this this morning, so I'll link to that below also. But I'm going to be sharing very much along the same lines of what I said in that note. 
you have three different types of crowns. You have the crown of righteousness, which I just mentioned, that's in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. You have the crown of life, that's in James chapter 1, verse 12, and in Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. And finally, you have the crown of glory, that's in 1 Peter 5, verse 4. So there's the crown of righteousness, the crown of life, and the crown of glory. And that's quite significant, because what that shows us is that if we do win the crown when we see the Lord, it's not going to be something that's new to us. Instead, it is the development of the divine attributes that we received the moment we were born anew in Christ. When you're born anew in Christ, Christ comes into you to be the divine righteousness. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. God made him, God made him wisdom to us from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. He's, of course, also our righteousness outwardly and objectively before God, but he's also our righteousness inwardly. Of course, we receive the divine life. That's John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. We were born anew as children of God with the divine life. And because of that, we now have Christ living within us as our hope of glory. That's Colossians 1.27. So we see these three attributes of the divine virtues, which already have been imparted into our being. But when we're born anew, they only come into us as a seed. The Apostle Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, we were born anew of incorruptible seed. There's a little seed that gets inside of you, but there's so much in that seed. We have no idea what's in that seed. What's in that seed is the divine righteousness, the divine life, and the divine glory. Praise the Lord for that. You have all these things within you now as a believer in Christ. But what needs to happen now is for that seed to grow and develop and produce an expression in our living that manifests something of Christ to the people around us, to the world around us. When that happens, you could say, in a sense, the seed has been glorified because this tiny little seed that got within you when you were born anew is now being expressed through your daily living. This is what the Lord really desires for us. He wants that seed in us to grow and develop in such a way that everyone can see that we are expressing something of the divine righteousness, the divine life, and the divine glory because we are the children of God. That's what should be happening in our daily living. If that does happen, then in a very real sense, we're already wearing a crown today. We're already crowned with the divine righteousness, the divine life, and the divine glory because people are seeing it expressed through our person, shining out through us. This is a glorious kind of living. It's a wonderful kind of living, and it's something every believer should aspire to, and it's something that this society we live in today surely needs so much more of to see Christians living this kind of life, and we should all aspire to this kind of life. And if we do live this kind of life, Then when we see the Lord, we will receive the crown as a reward for the kind of living that we had on the earth. But it's not really going to be something new. It will be simply a confirmation, an affirmation from the Lord that we live the kind of life that he wanted us to live as believers on the earth. And that's why he gives us this crown as a reward. 
So in a very real sense, you could say the crown comes forth from within us by the development of the divine seed through our living day by day to be expressed out from our inward being. Praise the Lord for that. That's the real nature of these crowns. Not something different from what we've had before, but the development of the seed that was imparted into our being the moment we were born again. That's the real nature of these crowns. Yes, we're running to win the crown in the future, but we should be allowing these attributes to develop within us today in such a way so that, as I say, they even become, even today, they become something of a crown within us. Praise the Lord for that. And then the Lord will really have a testimony on the earth of those who are living for him and expressing him as their life day by day. That's what he's after. That'll be a shame to Satan and a glory to God and help him bring his kingdom to the earth. Praise the Lord for that. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Christian Faith Radio Hour. For more resources, you can visit thechristianfaith.org, which is my website. If you'd like to receive my e-letter, just click on the subscribe link there and enter your email address. And to connect with us by email, just send us a note at notes at thechristianfaith.org. Until next time, may the Lord keep you in his way for his sake and his glory. In Jesus' name, amen.